Hey everybody, it's me, your host, Stu McAllister. Uh, you're listening to the Elemental Podcast. I'm a film comedian. <laughs> With me is uh, always is Ween Dog. Say hi to the folks, Ween Dog. She's staring at me, wagging her tail. And uh, I got Sadie Dog over there too. Sadie Dog? How's it going, Sadie Dog? Say your dog just winked at me. I don't know what the hell that means. It's always weird when a dog winks at you. I'm like, are you fucking... Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? Or did you just like indiscriminately winked at me? Do you even know what winking means? Now she's just staring at me. Uh, Jamie's not here today. She is in... Uh, Saginaw. She'll be there till Sunday. We'll see what the fuck happens. Ah, oh, it's been a long day for me today, everybody. It was a 12-hour day working the dots. Good old dots. Ah, uh, drove all the way to the UP, the Upper Peninsula. For those who are unaware, Michigan is technically two peninsulas how about that that is some weird fucking geography we got the lower peninsula where i live and then we got the upper peninsula where hillbillies live <laughs> and there is only one bridge that connects the lower peninsula to the upper peninsula the great mighty mac the mackinac bridge and uh, if you hate bridges, you'll hate that bridge. I think it's like five miles long. It's big as fuck. I hate it. Cost you four bucks to cross it, which is crazy. I mean, like, I get people paying four bucks to leave the Upper Peninsula, to get into the Lower Peninsula. But uh, they should pay you four bucks to go into the Upper Peninsula. I hate it i've been up there numerous times everybody uh don't don't be like oh man you don't fucking know any better the upper peninsula is the best i know better it's shit it's cold as fuck uh snowy as hell you have casinos and pedophiles that's about it it's the only thing that exists up there it's it's not good. A lot of people call it God's country up there, and maybe that explains why I'm an atheist, because uh, I hate that shit. <laughs> uh, so I had to go up there. I had to go to uh, three places in the UP to deliver dots, and then one place there in uh, Mackinac City. That's on the other side. That's the about as north as you can get in the Lower Peninsula. And so, I, you know, I left wicked early. I left at like 5.30 in the morning. It's like a four, a little over four-hour drive one way to get there to the very first spot. It was a zoo. It's called like Berlin Zoo or Merlin Zoo. And I can't imagine a worse fucking place to be a wild animal than at a fucking zoo in the Upper Peninsula. What? What an awful thing. I mean, what kind of care are they getting up there, right? I've never been there before. I've never delivered dots into the UP, so it was a, a new new and exciting things for me. Deliver dots. Uh, 
Part of the reason why I hate going up there too, everybody, is the uh, internet is shit and radio is shit. And, you know, I just try to listen to uh, podcasts or I'll stream like ESPN radio or some shit. And a good portion of the time you lose signal. It just sucks. But I get to the zoo and the first thing at the zoo, there's just chickens roaming around. Chickens. They're like the welcome committee. Chickens. So immediately I'm like, okay, I'm right. There's This is a shit zoo. They got pictures of tigers and lions and stuff like that. But uh, you know, I don't It's chickens. So you get to the store where you walk in to get your ticket. And there's they got four parrots on the porch. They're in cages. And, and they're, uh, they're talking to you. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. Brrrr. It's a scam. Brrrr. Please fucking kill me. Brrrr. 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 The zookeeper tried to fuck me. Brrrr. Uh, they sell a lot of dots though. They sell a lot. I sold them 17 cases. It's a lot of dots, everybody. It's a lot of. I'm like, all right, good for you. You're, you're selling dots to these uh, hillbillies and hayseeds. Good for you. And then I uh, get to another place. It's a fucking deer park. Get another fucking scam. Hey, going in here, and you can fucking buy some food, and then you can feed the deer. So you actually, you're you're paying to come in. And then uh, we're going to make money off of you feeding the fucking deer. We're double dipping on this shit. Ugh. Just fucking put it in the goddamn fee and then give me a bag of food that I can feed these fucking deer. And I went to the third place called Castle Rock. It's just this weird rock formation that you can climb up. They got a flag up there. They, they probably got a fucking uh, we hate black people flag up there, too. I just didn't see it. No black person has ever set foot in the UP. That's all I'm saying. And I get there and I'm talking to the guy. He needed a lot of dots, too. He needed 15 cases. And uh, he was like, oh, I got to count them. Because the last time someone was here, I think they shorted me like two cases. I'm like, all right, man. He's like, I'm not accusing you. And I'm like, you can't. I've never been here before, dude. But, you know, we just got to make sure that everything's right. And I'm like, all right, man. I'm not going to disagree with you 100%. You, you should get what you pay for. And I'm going to make sure that you're going to get what you pay for. So it was just a long, it was a long day, everybody. It was Like I said, it was like a 12-hour day. Yesterday was a 12-hour day. I put it, I've got about... 50 hours in already this week and uh, I'm, uh tomorrow too so i'm all right with it I'm, I'm getting into that overtime which is nice it's a good thing right so like i said it's it's a long drive a lot of podcasting a lot of radio time and uh some of the podcasts i normally listen to are just like weekly and i've already listened to them so i'm just trying to find a, a new podcast to listen to, something to occupy my time for an hour or whatever. And uh, I stumbled, well, I didn't stumble across it. It was one that I had listened to for a long time, and then I stopped listening because I think it was just fucking with my brain. 
It's the podcast called Last Podcast on the Left. It's a very popular podcast that focuses on uh, conspiracies, aliens, the serial killers, just crazy weird shit. And it's three dudes. They, they call themselves comedians. I, I, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you are. I, I don't know. I've never heard of you other than this podcast. I don't, you know, you're, you're out in LA and you're fucking doing TV pitch deals or whatever. You're, you're a comedian in a different way than I'm a comedian, I guess. So I, I listen to most stuff on CastBox. It's still my preferred podcasting platform. I don't know why. I just like it better than others. And the last uh, episode, the last podcast from last podcast on the left was from February. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what, what happened? Um, did these guys, like, some weird COVID shit happen? Or did they break up the band? Like, what the fuck happened? Because, again, very popular podcast. These guys go on tour with it. Like, they will go to theaters and they will sell out the theater with this podcast. I actually pitched it to LaughFest to bring them in. And uh, if it's anything I ever pitched to LaughFest... Uh, it'll be sure not to happen. So if there's a comedian or something that you fucking sure as hell don't want to have happen at LaughFest, uh, have me recommend it, and it will never come. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm like, what the fuck happened? So I'm listening to it, and they did a little ad, and they're like, oh, uh, if you want to listen to new episodes of the podcast, you're going to have to go over to Spotify. Spotify is the new home of Last Podcast on the Left. So no other podcasting platform can play them other than Spotify. Like, uh, podcast platforms can play the old ones, but any of the new ones, it's all Spotify. Because I guess Spotify bought them. Uh, they, they Not quite the same fanfare that Joe Rogan got. Joe Rogan got, what, $100 million? I'm sure last podcast on left didn't get that kind of money, but I was like, oh fuck, all right. I I didn't I did not know these things. So I, I go over to Spotify and I feel weird about Spotify, everybody. I don't know how you guys feel. I know a lot of people love it. Like it just destroyed Pandora and it seemingly is destroying all other like streaming music, streaming sites, podcasting sites straight destroying the ceos of spotify I, I can't remember if i talked about this or not he made a real dumb fucking comment not too long ago he told he said to musicians that they're no longer able to fucking uh put out new albums like every three to four years they need to pu push out new content like every year i'm like fuck you man what content do you put out what what new music do you put out and it, when you force people to put out new stuff regularly all the time, what it does is it waters everything down. Everything just becomes more and more mediocre because people don't have time to sit down and think about it, work out the kinks. Like I'm just thinking as like a comedian, comedians who pump out a, a new hour or whatever every year. I personally, as a comedian, I always feel like it's not as good as it should be. Like everybody was... Uh, mystified that Louis C.K. would crank out uh, his cock. 
he would crank out a new hour every year. And I'd always be like, well, I really like the first one where he had like five years or whatever to, to fucking hone it. No, the, every other subsequent one, me, I'm like, ah. I just felt like there was more to the joke that he just didn't have time to work on. So fuck the CEO of Spotify. So I'm listening to it, and I hadn't listened to these guys in months. Like, I, I can't lie, I haven't listened to a podcast since March when I got laid off. I, like I, said, I mentioned the other day on the podcast, I don't listen to stuff here at home. Like, I'll just listen to music. Because music, a song is going to last like three, four minutes, and then you go on. And that's what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm doing the dishes. I'm, I'm folding laundry and whatever. I, you know, I'm not sitting there doing something for like an hour like I am when I'm driving. So I just, I haven't. And I apologized. I have apologized, I believe, to people that I normally listen to where I just haven't. I've fallen off the bandwagon, but I'm back on it. But I'm listening to these three dudes, and I... Um, I struggled with it. I struggled with these dudes. They just, they're trying to joke too much. They're fucking talking over each other. There's one guy uh, who, who does way too much stuff, way too much talking. And uh, one guy is kind of like the narrator. He's sort of the straight man. And he's the one that I find most interesting because he's the one telling stories. Like the one I listened to was the last one, I think, where they talk about unsolved mysteries. Not the new one from Netflix, but old ones from Robert Stack. And he was just giving information about stuff. Like there was an old one that uh, concerned the old radio show in L.A., uh, Kevin and Bean. Uh, the rock station out there, they'd been around for like 30 years. Whatever. That's, that's a fucking hell of a long time, particularly in a major market like that. But apparently, they, I don't know if you guys know this or not. I'm going to pull the curtain back and reveal some shit. Uh, radio is fake. <laughs> All of it. It's fake. Uh, any kind of bits you hear, like people calling in, fake. It's actors. And I'll tell you, because I've done it. I've called into radio stations doing the whole War of Roses and shit like that. I've I've done it. They, they look for... Actors, voice actors, comedians, people who can th quickly think on their feet. It's been a long time since I've done one. And I never really cared for it when I did do it. Because it's a lot of like yelling. You can't hear a whole lot. You get the DJs. You got another person who's like uh, the, the your date who's yelling at you. And they just want you to get all fucking heated. It's just awkward and awful. I've never, I never did enjoy it. But it's all fake. But Kevin and Bean, apparently what they did is they had a bit where they, like, encouraged listeners to call in and, and confess to crimes. Which, can't lie, it sounds like a fucking great bit. I mean, it, you, you, when you think of that, you think, like, oh, fuck, I, I did a hit and run. I was drunk, and I ran into a car, and I drove off. Or, oh, fuck, I stole a candy bar. Or, fucking, uh, I vandalized some shit. You know, shit like that, right? But they had one guy call in. Who uh, he he essentially confessed to a murder, and uh, people took it seriously, and so Kevin and Bean, even though it was fake, because it was a another radio DJ from Arizona called in, uh, pretending to be the dude who killed somebody, and uh, so they but they kept their mouth shut, 
And then eventually one of the guys spilled the beans to a, like an intern, and then the intern turned him in. So it became a huge thing. It was, it was very weird. So when I'm, I'm listening to these guys talk about it, I'm like, fucking crap. It was just too much. It was too much. I'm like, why did I listen to this? I've tried to listen to other podcasts. It's too... It's... I guess I'm a weirdo. I just like the news ones, I guess. But the news ones, after a while, they all are the same. They just talk about the same things. There's only so much news. There's only so much I can hear about the explosion in Beirut or COVID nonsense or Trump said something dumb again or whatever. There's only so much. Ugh. So do I just listen to music now? Is that what I do? Am I one of those fucking guys? Listening to fucking music. So I was scrolling through uh, Instagram because uh, I'm off. I'm off the facial book. I think all of you should get off Facebook too. I know that's what I use to help promote the podcast. But just take it off your phone. Take the app off your phone. I think that's where the majority of us use Facebook. It's been, I think, like three weeks now since I've uh, used the Facebook on my phone. So it's been, it's been, it's been an adjustment. But I was scrolling through it. And I saw a buddy of mine, he had a post up promoting a show. He was doing a show in some podunk town, in some podunk theater. And he was closing it out. And uh, my, my first thought was like, fuck, why, 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 why would you want to do that? And I think that's how I know I don't want to do stand-up anymore. I have zero desire to go to some podunk town and play in their podunk theater and probably get paid, I don't know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks tops. For, for what? For nothing. I just, I don't need to prove to things to, to, to people anymore. Right? When you get done, like, I don't know what you guys do for a living, but there are th- certain things I'm sure that you've done that you used to do for your job. That you're like, oh, fuck, I get to do this. But then after a while, you're like, fuck, I don't, I don't need to do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm beyond it. And that's just where I was when I looked at it. And I'm like, you know, he's good for him. He's still working hard. He's doing what he can to stay sharp. Personally, I wouldn't want to do a fucking show in this climate of COVID. I don't know, like, just strange. I, I just had zero fucking desire. No, no desire. None. And it's weird, because, I mean, I used to be all about it. I would go do shit, at, like, almost every day of the week. And now I'm like, I can't even... The last time I performed was, like, March, whatever, March 10th or something like that. So almost five months. I've done some of the Zoom shit, but that's different. just don't care. I don't care. I used to be big into triathlons, too. I mean, I would do a lot of 5K races. I'd do longer races. I did marathons. And then we mixed it up doing some triathlons. The girl I was dating at the time, uh, she wanted to mix it up, you know, with the swim and the bike. So we did it. 
And, uh, you know, I got, I was, I was pretty good. I mean, I was never going to win a race, but I was usually like, uh, in, in the age group, I was tops. The very first race I ever did, I came in first in my age bracket. Cause if you've never done a race, that's how they kind of break things down, right? It's no longer like first through 100 or whatever. It's like, Hey, you're, uh, you're between the age of, uh, 26 to 30. All right, well, you came in third place in your age bracket. All right, well, there you go. So the very first race I ever did at triathlon, I came in first place. You know, I think because of that, I caught the bug. God damn, I caught the bug. So uh, I bought a better bike. I started training more. And then I got a, a fucking fancy, super fancy bike. The bike cost more than the car that I had at the time. It was a custom fit, carbon fiber, all that fucking bullshit, right? And I had a coach for like a summer. It's pretty fucking good. But then, uh, but then I got depressed. I got depressed about shit. And uh, it's been probably 12 years, 11 years since I've done any kind of race. I still got the fucking fancy bike sitting in my garage. I can't tell you the last time I used it. I, I should sell it. I need to sell that fucking thing. Let's see if I can get some money for it. Get 50 bucks <laughs> off this bike that I paid thousands of dollars for. Uh, well, I mean, part of the problem, too, is because it's custom fit, so it's pretty big for me. I'm 6'5". So someone who's like 5'10 probably couldn't ride it very well. Very few people could hop on this bike and feel comfortable on it. It's weird how things change in life. I don't know what the next thing for me is. Comedy's pretty much over, stand-up wise, getting on stage. So now what? What's the next thing, Stu, you fucking moron? Is it going to be gardening? Go fuck yourself. Is it going to be cooking? No. Art? Art? Are you paint? Are you going to do tasteful nudes? No. I'm not going to do any of that shit. I'm not going to do any of it. So I, I don't know, everybody. I don't know. Changes are coming, though. Changes are coming. Just It has to happen. It has to happen. You can't stay the same or you kill yourself. Rock lobster. Oh, where that came from? You guys like the B-52s? I uh, they're from um, Athens, Georgia, and I lived down there for a year. And uh, you know that song "Love Shack." There actually is a shack. In the outskirts of Athens, Georgia, where people would just go and party and drink and whatever. And that's kind of where they base the, the fucking song off, a of love shack. I saw the love shack. It was a real fucking thing. How weird is that, right? How fucking weird is that, motherfucking shit, motherfuckers? Oh, boy. Um... Okay, uh, what's what's going on here? I got I got a whole bunch of things that I can talk about. Um, this first one here 
it's uh it's pretty cool it's about uh a beetle all right you know there's millions of fucking beetles all over the place uh that it's this beetle in uh japan an aquatic beetle they give you the scientific name for it i'm gonna totally fucking destroy it reggie barsha attenuata there we go uh this beetle what they did is uh they wanted to i don't know scientists are sick fucks i guess i don't know they were just checking out this beetle they threw a beetle in a uh a, a little container with a frog and they're like all right frog fucking have at it man go go kill this fucking beetle and the frog's like what free free food are you shitting me i don't i don't have to do a goddamn thing for this fucking thing and uh they're like yep have at it frog we like you a whole lot have yourself this beetle nice big crunchy fucking beetle so the frog was like oh hell yeah and it did the old and uh it, it ate that beetle up and you're like oh fuck uh, i guess that's what frogs are supposed to do that's what they do they eat beetles and, th and there you go but the weird thing is the beetle's like fuck you frog fuck you and um i i don't know what the frog the frog's digestive system is like like i know with a human being uh you know it goes in your esophagus and then it's like what in your your stomach and then it's in your colon and all this shit happens when you eat and you got acid in your stomach and whatever but uh this frog ate ate the beetle and then like uh a minute or so later this uh beetle crawl out the frog's butthole <laughs> the, the beetle's like listen my name's houdini and you ain't killing me bitch uh so it says here concerning the frog and the, the beetle says the creatures tend to frequent the same paddy fields in japan but uh, one of the scientists observed that when the animals are placed in a controlled environment uh the beetle eaten by the frog would emerge unscathed a short while later because yeah it just fucking it popped right the fuck out um and they think it's because the beetles got like uh little spikes uh, on its legs and it just uses those to crawl out because they uh they said when so the, this is why scientists are sick fucks because they immobilized the beetle's legs with wax and then the beetle fucking died when the frog ate it like it, it, it was not able to crawl through the frog's butthole to safety now that's pretty fucking uh that's pretty crazy one that they saw this and two that the beetle can do it but it lends hope to the whole thing of like if monster aliens ever come to earth uh and they eat us uh just know that you crawl through the alien find the alien's butthole uh ho go through the butthole not the hoo-ha 
or uh, the wing wang and crawl your, your way to safety. And you can do it kind of like this crazy Japanese beetle. Uh, I want to know a few things, though. I want to know how how much the scientist gets paid to, to watch this shit and, and why anyone wants to know. Why is anyone paying them to figure this shit out? All right, here, uh, you crazy, here, crazy Doc Brown. Here's a million dollars. I want you to find out if this beetle crawls through this frog's stomach and out its butthole. Now get back to me. <laughs> I, uh, I've had some problems lately. It's not problems. Every couple months, I'm like, fuck. I, um, I don't have any friends. It's fucking awful, right? So every couple of months that happens, because then you, you just get kind of lonely or whatever. Because I'm like, oh fuck, who do who do I call to go do things with? If I were to die today, who would know that I died? Who would check in on me? Who would be like, oh my god, it's still okay? More than likely, it'd be one of you fuckers. So one of you fuckers would be like, hey, where where's the Elemental podcast? Why hasn't Stu posted in like three days? He must be fucking dead. Uh, Sadie Dog's chewing on his fucking ear right now. He passed out in the kitchen and he's dead. So uh, I, that's my problem. Uh, these two other dudes in England, um, they got uh, they got different problems. Um, they're they're good buddies. But um, the problem is these two idiots, when they get together, they cause problems. They love to drink. They love to get ham-boned. And English people uh, do love to drink. I, I was there a long time ago, went on vacation uh, 15 years or so ago. Uh, we were in London and Wales, and we took the ferry over to Dublin, and then we took the ferry back to Wales, and then we drove up to fucking uh, Edinburgh and Scotland. And we were there, I don't know, 10 days. It was a lot of fun. When, uh, the girl I was dating at the time, we went, and uh, we were with uh, three other couples and a single dude. And a lot of fun. And we would end up at these pubs every night, and we would just drink. It was great. A lot of fun. And uh, they closed them down early. Like pubs, pubs are, they close at like 8 o'clock or something crazy like that. It's not like here in America where you can drink till like two and they just know that the people who live in England, they're all fucking alcoholics. So they're like, oh, we can't continue to have these people uh, drink till two in the morning. They won't go to work. So if we just get them hammered and then send them home by eight, uh, they can wake up at five in the morning or whatever and get to work and probably be okay, right? So that's what it was. So, they, But these two fucking idiots... Their neighbors and their buddies, uh, Carl Potter, he's 38, and his good old buddy Daniel Davies, they're 34. These two idiots like to get together and they like to drink. Um, they also, uh, they like to assault each other. They torment their neighbors. They do all sorts of awful shit. And uh, the reason, you know, these guys have a problem, you know, like, like you can see like these dudes doing it like, I don't know, you know, once, once every couple months, cops got a call, these, these hooligans, 
these soccer hooligans are causing problems in the trailer park. That kind of stuff. But nope, nope, nothing like that. Uh, these fuckers have had the police call them on them 220 times. Holy fook. That's a lot of fucking times the cops got to come to your house. I Cops have been to my house twice. Uh, and that's both times because we were uh, victims of crimes. So they don't know me. Cops don't know me. Like, I mean, after the after the 50th time, cops got to be like, Carl, Danny, you, you fucking morons. Go to some meetings. Get a hobby other than drinking. Go, go do marathons. Go do triathlons. Get a coach. Go do stand-up comedy. Talk about how dumb and drunk you are, you fucking idiots. So uh, what happened, though, is uh, eventually, uh, you know, the, the legal system's going to get involved. And uh, a judge, he put in an interim injunction which uh, forbids uh, Carl and Danny Boy uh, from being together. They can't go to each other's homes. They can't talk to each other. They can't do anything, and it's got to uh, it's got to be uh, for how long is they here? Uh, the sentence was suspended for two years. Maybe it's just for fucking forever. That's what it probably should be. The judge should just be like, "You two idiots can never talk to each other ever, ever again." When the cops come to your house two hundred twenty times, I don't know anyone who's been to my house two hundred twenty times. I don't even think the mailman has been to my house 220 times. I, I don't have a regular mailman. It seems like every other week I got a different mailman, which I don't understand that. I think I have a couple people who listen to this podcast who are mailmen. Can you explain to me why I don't have a regular mailman? Um, is it because I, I live in a shit neighborhood and they can't keep people? Uh, or is it because like they just have, okay, this is a shit route. And uh, we're just going to rotate it to people. I don't know, but these two morons, they can't be around each other. That's probably a good, good fucking thing. So they're dumb. People in England are dumb. They drink too much booze and they're dumb. Uh, but people here in the United States are dumb too. Because they like to drink some shit. Uh, they're not drinking booze. I don't know if they think maybe they are drinking booze. I don't think so. Uh, I think, and I think this was a problem not too long ago, but, uh, it's happening again, uh, out there in Arizona, New Mexico, where apparently fucking, uh, people are dumb. I know that's where Breaking Bad happened. Maybe they think this shit's meth, but people out there, they're drinking fucking hand sanitizer. Four people have died from it. Uh, six others developed seizures in the hospital. And three were discharged with new visual impairments. So uh, I'm not really sure why they're drinking it. Um, I know it does have methanol in it and ethanol in it. So I don't know if they're thinking they can get drunk off this shit. But uh, there's some problems. You're, you're, uh, I think you are, I can safely say this with no uh, negative uh, response, but you are retarded if you're drinking hand sanitizer. 
It's called hand sanitizer. You put it on your hands to uh, get rid of, uh, you know, germs and whatever. You're not supposed to drink it. I know I have a couple bottles of hand sanitizer under the kitchen sink. And for whatever reason, they put them in bottles to make it look like they're liquor. I mean, if you weren't paying attention, like, oh, this is vodka or some shit. But I think if you got a quick whiff of it, you go, oh, shit, this is not vodka. Uh, this is something that will kill me. The CDC says alcohol-based hand sanitizer products should never be ingested in patients with compatible signs and symptoms or after having swallowed hand sanitizer. Prompt evaluation for methanol poisoning is required. Health departments in all states should coordinate with poison centers to identify cases of methanol poisoning. Uh, if you drink hand sanitizer, I'm okay with the world being done with you. Uh, you, you are not smart enough uh, to, ma to maintain a, a good life. So uh, maybe you're doing us all a favor by drinking that hand sanitizer. Do I have any listeners who are that hardcore of an alcoholic where they're like, oh man, the hand sanitizer is calling me. I need it. I need it. I am not a huge fan of of uh, booze to begin with everybody I, I just I never had the flavor for it I don't like uh, hard alcohol hard liquor I don't like wine uh, the only thing I've ever been able to stomach is beer I don't know why I it's probably I'm, I'm better off that way I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy who's a pussy who uh, you give me a shot of whiskey I'm the guy who's making like the weird faces, the faces of disgust, the faces like, you know, like I just, I, I drank something really tart. I just hate it. This is better off that way, man. I, I think it's probably better that you don't have the, the flavor for booze. Nothing good comes from booze. But the reason I bring it up is because a, a, a bottle of whiskey has been salvaged from a shipwreck off the coast of Scotland. 1941 shipwreck, so almost 80 years. It's been sitting under uh, the water, under the ocean, and uh, it's going up for auction, everybody. It's an 18 kg, what is that, kilogram? Bottle of blended whiskey was recovered from the SS Politician cargo ship, which ran aground in shallow water near the island of Erske, while en route to Kingston, Jamaica, and New Orleans. The crew weren't harmed. The locals suffering from wartime rationing waded into oil-soaked water to loot the cargo, which included cottons, medicines, 28,000 cases of malt whiskey, and Jamaican banknotes equivalent to millions of dollars today. Those fucking Scottish fucks. All right, so they have a picture of the bottle. And uh, it just looks like dirty ass water. <laughs> I mean, there are things floating in it. And uh, I don't know what the purification standards were like in 1941. I don't know if things like seeped in through the seal. I don't know how well it was sealed in 1941. But this shit looks gross. 
it just looks gross. I wouldn't drink it. I'm not a whiskey guy. I'm assuming someone listening to this, oh, I fucking love whiskey. Uh, it is rare to recover a bottle from the wreck that has not been destroyed by the tides and passage of time. It is a stunning piece of whiskey history. In 2013, a pair of similarly aged whiskey from the wreck sold for sold together for 12,000 pounds or nearly $16,000. Who's going to pay $16,000 for a bottle of fucking whiskey? And like, do you drink it? Like, ah. I know they, they always talk about, like, how you got to have the age whiskey. Like, oh, this is a 10-year-old whiskey or 20-year-old whiskey. I mean, what kind of fucking uh, disposable income do you have? I mean, or do you look at it as, like, this is an investment piece? Like, you have this 80-year-old bottle of wine. You buy it for $16,000, and then uh, you hold on to it for another 20 years. So it's a 100-year-old bottle of wine, and then you're looking to sell it for, I don't know, $30,000. You're, you're trying to double your money on it? Is it an investment? It doesn't seem like a good investment to me. And again, uh, maybe I'll use this as the fucking... Um, the, the picture of someone outside. Closing their fucking door. And the dog's gotta go fucking ape shit. I'll use it as the uh, profile picture for the podcast. I mean, look at it. It looks gross to me. Like I said, it looks like ass water. It looks like you. Shut up! I mean, this looks like something where you're just pissing out your butthole. I wouldn't drink it, but I'm not a whiskey drinker. Speaking of poop. Man, there are some good transitions today. Speaking of poop, 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 poop is, uh, poop's worth money, everybody, right? You guys know that, right? Like, uh, manure and stuff, like, you can take it and uh, it's a good, good fertilizer or it's good to burn, stuff like that, you know, cows have it, whatever, but, uh, apparently, uh, Seabird waste contributes vital nutrients to marine ecosystems and is important for coastal economies, right? So there is um, all these birds. The poop of seagulls, pelicans, and penguins could be worth nearly half a billion dollars annually. That's because seabird feces, also known as guano. I know guano. When I think of guano, I just think of bat guano. But uh, it can be used as commercial fertilizer and is vital for contributing nutrients to marine ecosystems. Uh, in an effort to raise awareness about the importance of seabirds and conserving their habitat, scientists set out to quantify the contributions of seabirds and illustrate the actual cost of declining seabird populations by valuing the waste. Because, yeah, that's the thing, too. They're talking about just like uh, seagulls and stuff like that. They're declining in population, so then it's creating this huge problem. Uh, a few seabird species produce guano that is currently commercialized in Peru, Chile, and other countries. The waste of other birds contributes vital nutrients. I keep saying that. They, this is like the third time they've said vital nutrients to marine ecosystems and is important for coastal economies. Poop. 
Maybe they just need, um, they need us. They just need human beings. Like, they, we just need to fucking get some porta potties out there. And then uh, everybody just go and uh, you take a dump in these huge blue fucking phone booths. Take a, can you do that? Can you take dumps in uh, porta potties? I know some people are like, absolutely not. But uh, the older I've gotten, the more I'm just like, yeah, I'll take a dump anywhere. I don't care anymore. I, I've given up on the whole thing of like, I can only poop at home. Man, when you got to go, you got to go. I, I will fucking drop trout and, and take a dump in the street if I have to. Like yesterday, man, I don't know what happened to me. I literally had like 10 seconds from the moment of like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom to I've, I am going to the bathroom right now. I was that close to shitting my pants. Never, never a comfortable feeling when you feel like you're going to shit your pants. And you got to do that fucking uh, walk of shame. You got the whole fucking code brown going down in Chinatown. It's all awful. So they're talking about seabird conservation because of all those fucking things. Never really thought about that. Seabirds and their poop. Feeding fish. And all sorts of other stuff. Those, except for those macaw parrots. Brock, kill me! Brock, the zookeeper is trying to fuck me! Brock! Brock! The tiger's got mange! Brock! The staff I did talk to at that zoo up there, just they seemed... Like they could have worked at the fucking Tiger King Animal Sanctuary. They just seemed like uh, they were high on meth or something. This is fucking totally out of it. Mark! Don't leave me up here to die! Mark! Uh, speaking of dying, I actually had someone message me this last night. I, I had seen the article. I would thought about talking about it yesterday on the Patreon because uh, it's a weird thing and uh, as, as you listeners of the podcast know, I kind of like a little bit of the uh, professional wrestling. I like the independent stuff more than like the big big uh, big league stuff. But uh, yesterday uh, a WWE legend had an Instagram post that was just fucking crazy. Marty Jannetty who uh, I enjoyed. He was a tag team partner of Shawn Michaels. I forget what their name was. Midnight Express or Midnight Rockers or The Rockers. Some shit like that. And I was like Marty Jannetty more than Shawn Michaels. But uh, lo and behold, what happened? Shawn Michaels became a superstar and Marty Jannetty became a fucking alcoholic and and failed wrestler. (laughs) So again, it's the curse of Stu... If I like you, uh, you're going to shit. Nothing good is going to happen uh, from me liking you and wanting you to do well. But he had a post on Instagram. I'm going to read you the post if you didn't see it. He said, I never told no one this, even my brother Gino, because Gino would have killed him, and I didn't want my brother gone. Hell, he'd only recently came home from Vietnam. I was 13 working at Victory Lane's bowling alley buying weed from a fag that worked there. He said fag, not me. 
and he put his hands on me. He dragged me around to the back of the building. You already know what he was going to try to do. That was the very first time I made a man disappear. They never found him. They should have looked, looked in the Chattahoochee River, but Winnie, the girl in these pics, God damn it, the girl in the pic, she had a super fake tan, and she looked super anorexic. Not, not a very healthy-looking woman. But Winnie, I likes you so damn much, probably my favorite. But I promised myself way back then, nobody would ever hurt me again. That includes you. I loved you, but you hurt me with your fucking Jamaican jealousy. You can go your own way. I don't need you. Now, that's the rambling of an alcoholic substance abuser, right? But he's essentially admitting to murder. This motherfucker is admitting that he killed someone, so it sparked a police investigation in Georgia, right? Marty Gennetti claimed he was defending himself from someone who's trying to sexually assault him. So I don't know, maybe he's saying that Winnie, or no, sorry, the, the guy at the bowling alley was trying to rape him. He, Marty says, I almost got raped. If I couldn't have handled myself, that dude would have raped me. I didn't say I killed him. I said he disappeared. Come on, dude. You said they should have checked the Chattahoochee River. You don't disappear into the river, you fucking idiot. Gennetti, who wrote in the Facebook post he made a man disappear, said he wanted to buy marijuana, and the front desk clerk at the local bowling alley in Columbus, Georgia, was known to sell it. What I didn't know was he lured in little kids. I don't know. He said that he bought it regularly from the guy. According to Gennetti, the big man dragged him out of the car and toward the back of the bowling alley where he allegedly tried to take off Gennetti's pants. I probably don't need to say this, but there was a brick lying there. Uh, what I said in my Facebook post, I'm not going to lie about nothing. What do you do when you're 13? I can't say he deserved to be killed. I didn't say I killed him. I can't say he deserved to die, but he deserved to get his ass beat. And when I was beating him in the head with a brick, I was only trying to beat his ass. I wasn't trying to kill him. TMZ reported Columbus police were investigating the apparent confession. The alleged incident would have taken place around 1973. Gennetti, a former tag team champion as a member of the Rockers, due with Shawn Michaels and an intercontinental champion for the then WWF in the early 90s, said last year, he was in the midst of a 60-day drug and sex bender. Yeah, man, you, fight, you sound awful. You look awful. It's awful, man. He's taking one too many stunners to the Gordon. He's not thinking appropriately. It's sad, man. It's sad when you see these guys. I go to these, like I said, independent shows, and I know everyone's like fake. It's fake in the sense like the outcome is predetermined. It's not fake in the sense that what these guys are doing is fake. There's still a lot of athleticism uh, incorporated. That was one thing. I was listening to a podcast by Jim Cornette. I don't know. You probably don't know who Jim is. He's very popular in the wrestling world. He used to be uh, a manager in the wrestling world. Apparently, he used to be a booker of some shows. He was probably like a writer of shows. But now he does this podcast. And uh, the one thing I like about Jim, he's very opinionated. 
he swears uh, just as much as me, if not more, probably more than I do. So if you think I swear a whole lot and you don't like it, don't go listen to the Jim Cornette uh, experience. I think that's what it's called. But what I like about him is uh, he's talking about wrestling. I mean, he, he, like I said, he's the wrestler dude. But he, uh, he hates, he hates Donald Trump. And uh, he straight destroys every, every podcast I've listened to. He destroys Donald Trump. And then he destroys uh, supporters of Donald Trump. And uh, it's just, he essentially calls them all fucking uh, retards. And uh, he's okay with them shooting each other and killing each other. <laughs> it's crazy. But he had his own little scandal recently uh, about some sexual allegation allegations. Uh, apparently, it stemmed from uh, when he was booking a show. Um, his wife, I think, was a wrestler in some capacity, or I don't know, maybe she helped write the shows. But apparently, the deal was she had to sleep with these wrestlers. And then Jim was in the room just like watching, I guess. Or maybe he was filming it or whatever. You know, there are a, a couple wrestlers who kind of made these accusations against him of taking advantage of new up-and-comers having to sleep with his wife like he was cool with them sleeping with his wife but it was like it was a strange version of the casting couch of like yeah you're not sleeping with me but you're gonna sleep with my wife and i'm gonna watch or film and uh i don't know what's become of it he didn't he didn't the podcast that i started listening to today it was three and a half hours long and I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are, Joe Rogan? What the fuck? I'm not. I'm not listening to all of this. But uh, he did not mention the allegations, and maybe he did in prior ones, or maybe he's just not even going to uh, talk about them at all. But that'd be pretty weird, though, of having someone accuse you of this this weird sexual thing, and then you're like, ah, whatever. I'm not going to address it. Whatever. So, uh, all right, everybody, that's it for me. Uh, about an hour, we're done. I'm done. JB wasn't here to help. I'm done. Uh, I'm going to remind you of three things, everybody. Three things. First, another episode podcast. That's a great podcast that my buddy Matt Harper and my buddy Mandy Elaine do. Uh, they talk about movies that shape their childhood. Every Wednesday, they come out with a new podcast uh, about a different movie. And uh, this past Wednesday, yesterday, was about... Uh, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, which is the second one. They did the first one, Austin Powers, so they did the second one, then I'm sure they'll do the third one. Uh, what is it, a Golden Gun or something? Golden Member? Golden Schlong? Something like that. So uh, go check out their podcast every Wednesday, another episode podcast. Also, go see if you can help out Alex's Arcade. Alex's Arcade is a charitable organization that helps kids in the metro Detroit area. These kids have cancer. That's got to suck balls. You know, maybe they're like Marty Gennetti and they thought some dude at the bowling alley was trying to fucking suck their dick and give them cancer. So these kids are, are, are in the hospital and life is awful. So Alex's Arcade, what they do is they go in and they buy video games for these kids. They get the systems, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, I'm assuming, and uh, just to normalize and, and make their stay at the hospital a little better. So go see if you can help them out. Alex'sRK.org 
or find them on the facial book as well. And last but not least, uh, we have uh, Colby's River Retreat in Tylertown, Mississippi. Named after the three-legged dog Colby. Colby lost his leg to fucking Gatorfoot. Goddamn Gatorfoot fucking just ripped that leg off. Said that leg is mine, Colby. Stop being a little bitch. But uh, they got a little cabin rental place down there in Tylertown, Mississippi. You know, kind of like a bed and breakfast, but it's a cabin, and it's going to be much cooler. And uh, so go check them out on uh, Facebook and Instagram and their own webpage, ColdysRiverRetreat.com. So go down there when we get an opportunity to live normal lives again, hopefully sometime by the end of this year, hopefully. So that's it, everybody. Go do those three things for me if you could. Uh, consider, if you like this podcast, consider the Patreon. Just five bucks a month, and uh, I've been doing a podcast every day. Other than when I was sick, dying from what I thought was COVID. So uh, please consider doing that. Five bucks a month. Better than a cup of coffee at Speedway. So uh, I will be back tomorrow with another podcast. So uh, be good, everybody. Take care, and I will uh, talk to you when I talk to you. Say bye.